Hi, you're listening to the sermon recording podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. As Pastor Jeff said, we are starting a brand new series called Free. And uh, if you were with us last week, we, we uh, had our Super Bowl Saturday. Everybody guys were here for that? Super Bowl Saturday, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, we'll just leave it at that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, really good time. Uh, my closet no longer has an awkward gold spray-painted football in it. So congratulations to Pastor Jeff for winning. Uh, great, great job there. But honestly, as Jeff and I were talking through the upcoming series, a couple months ago, we kind of kicked around this idea of right after Super Bowl Saturday, doing a series that really targeted this idea of, of kind of what it means to be free. Uh, we, if you're around Awaken often, we probably two, three times a year, we'll do a book series where we kind of walk through a book of the Bible and to kind of kick the year off, we did Genesis. So we, it's a large book, but we did it in about three weeks, uh, not intended to comprehensively go through it but cover some massive themes within it in about three weeks worth of time that we really thought were foundational to 2020, but also hopefully to your life as well. And I really think that doing this series free at this point in the year to kind of start the year off is super important as well for you as a, whether you're a believer, skeptic, doubter, uh, you're here just asking questions, wherever you find yourself on the spectrum, I think this series is going to really help unlock um, some things for you. So uh, if you've seen the movie The Matrix, it's basically built around this premise that Neo, uh, the main character on the right side of the screen, most of the interaction, uh, he is presented with this choice. Uh, he knows that something's off in his world. He can tell that something doesn't seem right. And as a result, uh, he interacts with this character named Morpheus, who is, as you can see in this clip, he basically gives Neo this choice, right? It's this, for those of you guys who've all seen the movie... <coughs> Uh, there's this like, really powerful moment where he is given the choice between the red pill and the blue pill, right? And as Morpheus says to Neo, you can choose to take the blue pill, wake up tomorrow, and nothing's different at all. Or you can choose to take the red pill and basically see how far the, down the rabbit trail we can go and kind of unlock your eyes, if you will. And so in throughout the movie, The Matrix, uh, I wasn't hoping to spend as much time explaining like the premise of the movie and like all the details. I was kind of when you guys already knew all that, but I don't want to be rude to those who haven't seen the movie yet. <clears throat> so we'll just, I'll kind of give you some backstory. But anyway, uh, as, as I digress, you know, I'm getting some mad evil eyes right now. Sorry about that. I don't know. Did you text me too? Evil things? My phone's over there. Sorry. <laughs> Blowing up. Uh, but the Matrix is basically people who are plugged in to the Matrix are people who go about their everyday lives just completely unaware of the fact that the reality is something different. So they're going through their lives as mom, parents, dads, engineers, teachers, students, grandparents, whatever the case is, they're going through their life as average shows, but completely unaware of the fact that they're really just plugged into a system. They're a part of the machine. And there are select individuals who begin to kind of realize they don't want to be connected to this machine anymore. They want to disconnect themselves away from it. And that's where Morpheus gives 
Neo, the, the famous choice of the red pill or the blue pill. Once he takes that pill, he can no longer go back to that world. He's now seeing things differently. Kind of his eyes have been opened. The scales have been pulled back, if you will. And he sees things differently. And this idea really around this series of being free is fundamental to this basic premise that we see presented to Neo is really one that we've all been given, right? That all of us, if we're honest, we have these choices and and moments in our lives where we can kind of just keep going about our lives every day, just normal everyday average Joe, or we can choose to really unplug from the machine. And God offers us this different way of life. And we can choose in that moment to choose to live as free, completely set apart, or we can choose to continue to be enslaved to the machine that is this world, right? If you haven't seen the movie, though, I would definitely recommend going to see it, right? That's my last joke about the movie. All right, let's keep rolling. But, you know, as I was thinking about this idea of being free and the idea of freedom, you also can't bypass this idea that as Americans, man, we love our freedom, right? And we absolutely love being free. It's something that we celebrate. And it's something that for, we have a holiday once a year. We just like to blow crap up just because we are free, right? Like there is, this would be a great series to do in July 4th. If you hang out with the weekend often, July 4th is a really busy time of the year, not for this kind of a series. So we're doing it far in advance. You have plenty of time to express your freedoms, right? But we love in this country being free. We don't want anyone to tell us what we can or can't do. We don't want anyone to come and and, and step on our game, right? This is our country. This is how we do things. Let me be who I want to be, right? We love our freedoms. And in reality, regardless of honestly what country you come from, as humanity, we love being free because honestly, God created us that way. Genesis 1 talks about this idea that we were created in the image of God. The Latin for this is called the Imago Dei that all of us are image bearers of God and that God has innately put inside of each one of us this desire to be free. And so whether you are choosing to live into that as a Christ follower or you're choosing to stay plugged up to the matrix, right, that choice is up to you. But ultimately, we each have this innate desire to want to be free. If you look around our country, right, you'll see freedom is woven into, obviously, the fabrics of our country. It has been from the beginning of time. It's in our songs. We state it in our anthems. We have statues, monuments, founding documents. Man, we love our freedom. And I think if I were to challenge you tonight, as much as this is not meant to be in any way really a patriotic message, but I would challenge you tonight that hopefully you get just excited about being free as a Christ follower, that you get free about, you get excited about being free as an American. Because Jesus has come to unlock this freedom inside of you, to break chains, to set you free, to unlock things in your life, to break the shackles of sin, of your past, of your choices. That's who Jesus is. And if that isn't good news, but you like to blow stuff up instead, now we got to start moving to this side of the conversation, right? Like, can we start to get just as excited about fireworks and blowing crap up as we are about Jesus breaking chains in our lives? Because that is absolutely really, really, really good news for us as Christ followers. It's been part of God's design since the beginning in the garden that we would live as free individuals in relationship with him. And that in that relationship, we would begin to understand fully who we are and who God is. We understand best who we are our identity, and we understand who our Father is when we live as free people. 
Jesus talks a lot about freedom throughout the Gospels. And I think a foundational passage for this series, but also for tonight, comes from John chapter 10, verse 10. It's a pretty well-known passage. I'll read it to you up, up here on the screen for us as well. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says this, The thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come, Jesus is speaking, that they may have life and life to the full. Leave that up there for just a minute, for Amy. Jesus is very clearly telling his followers that I've come for a mission. I've come for a purpose. And that purpose is to help you understand that you are plugged up to the machine. That you are right now, if you're not aware of, you're operating within a world that is not the fullness of what I have for you. And that even after you disconnect and unplug from the matrix, if you will, and you choose to follow Jesus, understanding that this war is not over, right? If you watch the whole Matrix trilogy, it's not as simply about unplugging from the Matrix. There are people who are actively trying to destroy their understanding of what it means to be disconnected and freed from the Matrix. And that's just as true for us as believers, that the thief has come, whether you're a believer or not, to steal, to steal your joy, to take things away from you, to rob you of your very enjoyment of life. He has come to destroy your family, your marriages, your kids. The thief has come to do some, some incredible damage to our lives. And Jesus says, but yet I have come to show you a different way. I have come that you would have life and life to the full. If I were to plug you up to our lie detector tonight and ask you an honest question, do you feel like you are living life to the full right now? How many of us would honestly say yes? My guess is very few. So why is it then that for all of us in the room who are Christ followers, who do know Jesus, why is it that we can know Jesus, be in relationship with him, and yet not experience the fullness of life? What's missing? You ever ask yourself that question? Am I just having this like cerebral, like, you know, out-of-body experience where I'm like, man, you know, honestly, I love Jesus. I'm constantly pursuing him, but yet I don't ever feel like I'm walking in the fullness that God has for me. And if you would be honest with yourself tonight, I think most of us would say, I don't feel that often, Philip. I think that's missing sometimes in my life. And if you're honest, that's okay, because that's all of us in the room. We all struggle with that. And part of the, the purpose of this five-week series around free is really for us to dive in to this idea of really plugging into who God is. What does he want for us? Understanding the Father's heart for us as his children, and kind of then learning how to walk in that freedom. Because a lot of it, if we can just be honest, it's not a complicated, uh, you know, uh, formula for us, right? It's honestly, it's pretty simple. If we're, if we're willing to give our life fully over to Jesus and be transformed by the Holy Spirit who comes and lives and dwells inside of us, the fullness that God has for us is absolutely 100% attainable. But for a lot of us, we're caught into the moments where we've become calloused, jaded, cynical, disengaged. And maybe tonight, if you have chosen the red pill back in the day and you've chosen to follow Jesus, maybe tonight, really, I want to invite you to fall back in love with Jesus again. Because maybe you've kind of gone through the motions for so long. So tonight, my first kind of main point I want to start out with you tonight in light of John chapter 10 verse 10 is that freedom is not simply a nice idea 
It's the heart of our Heavenly Father. The heart of our Heavenly Father is that you would be set free. God has sent Jesus. Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit. And God's desire is that He would work in our lives so that He can work through our lives so that we can reclaim territory for the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. God desires to work in your life so that he can work through your life so that you can claim new territory for the kingdom of God. God's absolutely about helping you advance what he is trying to do and using you and I and the Big C Church actively trying to help us take new territory so that more and more people can experience the fullness and the freedom that comes from knowing Jesus. It's not just simply this nice idea, this feel-good experience that we have. Freedom is attainable and part of the very heartbeat of our Father. And if we understand that God's desire for us is to be free, then if we choose to follow Jesus, right? Jesus is one of his basic commands is follow me, right? If we choose to follow him, then part of understanding how we follow Jesus is understanding our freedom. So Jesus often says it, not, not often, always says it better than I do. So let's read John chapter 8, where he says exactly that. John chapter 8, starting in verse 31, Jesus says to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You guys ever heard this, this passage before? Anybody? It's a pretty well-known one. Let's read it again from the top, Amy, if you don't mind. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Let's just break this, pers- this, uh, this first passage down into two parts, if you will. The first part is that Jesus is speaking to believers. He's speaking to followers, his disciples, people who are choosing to want to be a part of his movement. And he's saying to them, basically, look, there's this choice that you have to either be truly a follower of me or to be a pretender. You can choose to actively follow after me and be a disciple, or there are people out there who are just going to go through the motions. In our country right now, there are a lot of people who, if they were to fill out a voter registration or any kind of polling question, if you ask them what their religious beliefs are, a lot of people would say Christian. And for us, I would say, this is where, and again, I don't know, I'm not their Holy Spirit, right? But I would say for us as a country, there's a lot of people who are cultural Christians, but yet are not Christ's followers. They're not actively pursuing God in their life. And Jesus says, if you want to truly follow me, if you truly want to be a disciple, then you will remain faithful to my teachings. The teachings are obviously found in Scripture, We understand Scripture being in community, and we apply Scripture in everyday life. So if you want to know where Jesus' teachings are or the teachings that he's referring to, he's referring to the power of Scripture in our lives. And as we read Scripture and understand it, we do that best when we're in community, because if you're like me, I can read something and spiral real fast and deconstruct something real fast, and all of a sudden, I'm left with a lot of deconstructed Lego blocks, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with all these things. But by being in community, my doubts are welcomed. My questions are encouraged. And scriptures begin to come alive in new ways. 
But when I withdraw myself from community, it's hard to remain faithful to God's teaching because I don't really know what they are. So we understand Scripture, God's teachings for us, best when we're in community. And then we don't just apply it when we feel like it or when we want to or when it's convenient or when it feels okay today. We apply the teachings of God in every aspect of our lives. That's what Jesus is saying in this first part. And I love it. Then you will be set free, right? The heart of the Father again, that you will be set free through the truth. I'm going to pull a little Philip's version of Yoda out for a second with this next line here that I'm going to give you, okay? The desire for obedience comes not from a place of obligation, but from love. As I read this passage, I begin to really wrestle with this idea that God's desire for us is to walk in his teachings. But so many people have legalized these statements around following my teachings that they've made all these rules, right? The Pharisees were well known for this, building constantly rule after rule after rule and saying, this is what will help you set you free. And this idea of being free is really not at all about building more and more rules and regulations. Jesus did not come to create new rules, to create new regulations, to build some religious experience for you. He came to have a relationship with us. And once we understand that our relationship with Jesus is what he is after, then we absolutely follow Jesus because we love him, not out of obligation. Obedience carries with it a lot of negative baggage for a lot of us in the room, right? When you were a kid, this idea of obeying your parents was just a we never, no one wanted to do it, right? It's just, we hated it. We are naturally built as rebellious creatures from the beginning of time. We, we buck against obedience. And so by it being a negative connotative word for many of us, I want to help you unlock this different aspect of obedience because it's really, really hard to experience freedom if you're not willing to obey. It's very hard to experience God's freedom if you're not willing to obey. And our obedience, though, comes out of this place of love. Love for who Jesus is, for, who he, for, the, for our Heavenly Father, for a love for each other. If we're just simply looking at it for what our own selfish gain is, man, we haven't understood the heart of the Father. We're not following Jesus in the process. But once we kind of flip the script and understand that, again, our obedience comes not from a place of obligation. I'm having to do this, but instead it comes from a place of love. I, begin, I believe we begin to break free of a, excuse me, a lot of the, the things that hold us down. The baggage, the shackles. Man, all of us tonight, if we're honest, whether it's through sin, your choices, your past, all of us in this room walk in with things that would love nothing more than to keep you weighted down, anchored, imprisoned, enslaved. You think about in our lives how many things that we as human beings have completely perverted that God intended for good. Food. We now have obesity like never before in our country. Alcohol. Addiction like never before. Sex, God intended this beautiful interaction between a husband and a wife, and yet it destroys so many people's lives. Success, money, these things that God absolutely wants his best for his children, and yet 
when we get our hands on it as human beings, we find some way of messing it up. It's because we're not choosing to walk in this obedience from a place of love and relationship. We're choosing to walk out of obligation. And that will never motivate us past the point of being free. We will always be enslaved. You are looking for freedom in something right now. I promise you that you are. You are trying to set free. When you click on that website, you are trying to set yourself free for that moment. When you have that drink, you are trying to set yourself free from the day that you had. When you're trying to pursue the next advance in your career, it's because you're trying to set yourself free from other things in your life. You are actively, or whether you're plugged into the matrix or not, you are actively pursuing something when it comes to how you pursue freedom. And I promise you, all of those things will continue to entangle you, wrap their uh, tentacles around you, and enslave you. None of those things will offer you freedom. And here's why. If we keep reading two verses later, in John chapter 8, Jesus uh, says this, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. That is really, 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 really good news. If you choose to be a part of the family of God as a son or a daughter of the king, the really, really good news is that Jesus has set you free. To use a prison analogy, right? He's come, he's ripped the doors off the prison cell for you, and he said, you're free. And yet, a lot of us choose to sit in the prison cell and never walk out. You see, Jesus is not going to force you out of the prison cell that you're in. When left to our own vices, Jesus will sadly let us continue to do what we're doing because he loves you enough to let you choose. It's your choice to walk out of the cell. He has set you free, but the onus and responsibility is placed on you and I as sons and daughters of the creator of the universe whose heart is for you to be free. The onus is placed on you and I. This isn't about, the first part of this verse we just read is not suggesting, by the way, that if you don't keep getting things right, that eventually you'll be disconnected from the family of God. That's not what Jesus is saying here. What he's saying is that people who choose the lifestyle of sin they're in over the relationship with Jesus, those people are not a part of the family of God. Let me say it to you this way. Actions versus our state of being. So I, said, I wrote it this way. I said, this is not about what we do or don't do. It's about our identity as members in the family of God. It's not about our actions. Jesus is not interested solely in what we do and don't do. Yes, obedience has actions to it. It should change our life. This is not about what Jesus is trying to help us unlock for us. Yes, it should absolutely change our actions over time. Our behaviors are adjusted based on the relationship that we grow in from Jesus. But Jesus is not interested solely in what you do or don't do. He's interested in your identity, understanding that you are a son or a daughter of the king, and that when you understand your role in the kingdom, you begin to walk in that freedom because it's a state of being that you're in. You've been unplugged from the matrix. So there's two final things I want to leave us with tonight as we kind of wrap things up. The first one is that I think oftentimes we wrongly define freedom. This is what the world would define freedom as. Freedom as life without restriction. 
The world will define freedom as life without restriction. But right, just play out the basic logic of that definition. Right, if I was unrestricted to do whatever I wanted to do, right? I'd walk up to Dave, punch him in the face, take his car keys, his wallet, I'd run outside, be disappointed, right? Get in the car, drive away, go to McDonald's, eat a bunch of food, and all that would happen is I'd have an angry man chasing me with no money in the wallet, right? No offense, Dave, just part of my joke, let it go. And, and I would have like high cholesterol and I would feel really bad, right? Like living unrestricted does not result in me living free for any length of time. So let me give you a different definition, right? A biblical one. Freedom is the unhindered experience of the presence of God. Freedom is the unhindered experience of the presence of God. Let me read it to you this way. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18 says, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. There is a transformation that God wants to do in us and through us so that we can take new territory, so that the shackles can be broken, so the bondage can, be fall, can fall away. Man, Awakened Church is committed. We as a church are committed to you being set free. We want you to stop walking in the things that are enslaving you. We want you to have breakthrough, legitimate breakthrough in your life. Not something that's temporary because you sing a cool song, not a cool sermon, not a feel-good moment. I'm interested in the same thing that your Heavenly Father is interested in, which is real breakthrough. And it happens when the Spirit of God lives inside of you because the presence of God brings freedom wherever it exists. When you experience the freedom of God in your life, in your family, in your missional community, in your neighborhood, in your school, in your place of work, that is where you experience freedom because the Spirit of the Lord is there because you're the carrier of that Spirit. The last thing I want to tell you tonight is, I'm going to use this whiteboard real quickly here. We misunderstand freedom, but we also misunderstand sin. Think back to our Genesis series we did a few weeks ago, right? They were in the garden. I'm going to slide this up a little bit. I'm not trying to break anything. No, I'm not. All right. In the garden, right? Genesis chapter 1. God talks about this idea. He's created all these things. Created Adam and Eve, right? Genesis 1 and 2. And one of the things that is so unique about what is said in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, right? He says that they were naked. But naked. There you go. There's some laughter, right? They were naked and felt no what? Shame. Something else is powerful about the garden. Not only did he create Adam and Eve and said, this is how I meant for you to be. This is what I've intended for you to be. But he says, go and eat from anything you want except for this one tree, right? But go and eat from anything you want and it will fill you. It will make you content. You see, God's plan all along was that we would walk in the freedom 
of our bodies, of how he created us to be, and to be content with all the things that he designed to give us from the very beginning, in the garden without sin. And the last thing that we find in the garden is that they were connected. They were connected to each other, Adam and Eve. They were connected to the earth, to the animals. And most importantly, they were connected to God. Right? Every day, right? Adam and Eve would go on walks with God. And God would look at Adam and he would say, hey man, that was a lot of fun. Fist bump. Let's do it tomorrow. They were connected. There was this relationship that took place. And then what happens in chapter 3 of Genesis, right? There's this divide that takes place. There's this thing called sin in our life. And here's my definition of sin. Sin occurs any time when we ignore God's best for something less. Sin is not just this choice that you make that says, I did something bad behaviorally. Sin is any time that you choose something less than God's best. And we could sit up here and poo-poo on Adam and Eve all we want to because they had it really good. Man, they were fun. They were naked, married, doing awesome things, right? Like, let's, let's give it up for the Lord on that one, right? Part of the beginning of time, they were content, right? They were eating everything. No meat yet, but that's okay. They were still content, right? And then they were connected, right? Connected to who God is to each other. Relationship, connected, but then they chose, and I promise you every single one of us would choose the exact same thing. We would all choose something less than God's best because as humanity, it's what we do pretty well. So instead, we begin to, cha- to trade out these things for shame instead of nakedness. We begin to feel all of a sudden this constant guilt and shame in our life. You read further, God says, hey, all these things that came easy to you, part of now the results of sin in your life is that you have to strive for it. You have to work harder and harder, sweat. And the last one, separated. Separated from our Heavenly Father, feeling separated from each other in relationship. As a church, as one of your pastors, as a fellow believer, all of us in this room, myself included, struggle with choosing less than what God's best is for us. So back to my original question, do you ever wonder why as people who love Jesus, we constantly feel like we're not walking in the fullness that God has for us? I spelled separated wrong, it's ruining my moment right now. Those of you who are English majors, this is an A. I do know how to spell it, I just spelled it wrong. Sorry Heather, in the back I repent of my sin. But at the end of the day, we all choose less than God's best. That's the answer to the question. Why are we not experiencing God's fullness? It's because we're choosing less than God's best. If you feel shame in your life, 
you feel imprisonment in your life, if you feel bondage in your life right now, it's because of one of these things. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, that's good news. That is amazing news. Right? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, that is great news. If you choose to follow Jesus, if you choose to walk in the ways and the teachings of Jesus, you will experience freedom. You will experience the fullness of life, not without shame, strife, and separation, because it's part of our DNA now, but you will experience the fullness of God that it happens in community, and you'll be sent back out on mission to show the world what God's original intent was. The God's intent from the beginning of time has always been that we would be connected. I'm gonna stop right there, because eventually God's intent would for us to be naked, right? So we'll leave that one alone, because I don't wanna see that right now with you guys. So yeah, we'll leave that one alone. But hey, in all seriousness, right, God's desire has always been to redeem what is broken. As a church, for these next few weeks of this series, we are committed to helping you walk through this. My only request, my only ask for you tonight and in this series is that you would just be honest. What is it in your life right now that's holding you back from being free? If you're a Christ follower and you've become disengaged, you've lost hope, then what is it for you that you say, you know what? I'm not experiencing the fullness of life that God has for me because I haven't given him access to this part of my life. I've said, yeah, I'll follow Jesus. I'll do what he, do what he asked me to do, except for this part of my life. What's that thing that's holding you back? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Give him access in this series for the next few weeks, and I promise you, you will experience freedom in your life like never before. This isn't some prosperity message. This is a truth message about the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ has come to set you free, and free indeed. Free fully. Free absolutely. Not because of anything that we do, but because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the end of that passage, that we will be made continuously into the image of our Father. That's my prayer. That's my hope. It's not rocket science. It's not complicated. I promise you it's hard. Because the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Let me pray for you. Father God, I pray for our church. I pray for our community. I pray for Hampton Roads. I pray for this city. I pray that you would begin to bring freedom into places, God, where there has been bondage. God, I pray where there has been strife, where there has been separation, where there has been shame, that your presence, God, would be experienced in a new way. God, I pray for the fullness of who you are to unlock new doors, that we would give you the keys to our lives and fully follow after you the invitation of relationship, God, that you offer to all of us, God. I pray that we would leave behind these action things that we keep struggling with, doing and not doing, getting things right and wrong constantly, but that we would walk in this state of being, this identity that you have for us, not out of obligation, but out of love. God, that we would experience the fullness that you have for us, that you would come and set us free. Because from the beginning of time, God, you've created us in your image, the Imago Dei, to be carriers of your freedom. 
And God, I, just, I thank you. That is, is amazing that you choose to give us that kind of freedom. God, would you do that work in us? In Jesus' name, amen.